Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Our guest today started using cannabis for a severe arthritic spine. It not only helped with that, but other ailments he experienced as well. And joining us from Ontario, Canada, is David Peary. David, good to talk to you. Thanks very much for doing this. Afternoon, guys. Good to be here. Tell us about your arthritic spine and the problems you were experiencing. Well, it was uh, just a progression of all of aging in middle age. Yeah, around 45 and 50, my back was bothering me, but it, was, it wasn't it was serious at the time. It just progressed. But by the time I reached 60, I was really quite, uh, you know, I wasn't handicapped. I still walk, and I had a cane. I left it in the car all the time. Whenever I took it out, I lost it. So I didn't. <laughs> I used the cane at the time more for insurance. But uh, it became so bad, but I had a history of drug abuse in the past. We don't need to waste time on that. But I knew I did not want to take medications. I didn't want to take pharmaceuticals. And I had been smoking cannabis since the 60s. And that was, I wasn't even aware that it was killing my pain so much. It just made me feel better and relaxed, so... Then in, uh, when I was forced to retire, I was actually more days couldn't stand erect than I could. That's when I started to try and find out what I could do. And lo and behold, I ran into Phoenix Tears. I wasn't even looking for cannabis. I ran into it by my explorations on the Internet. Just for curiosity's sake, I watched it. I said, this can't be real, but... Called my buddy, I called my buddy, and he said, this can't be real. We have to do some research. Three days later, we had just convinced ourselves that this stuff was accurate. Rick Simpson's such a person. You can't lie. There's no way he's lying. He's not imagining that stuff. And we proved it. So, so are you, David? Sorry to interrupt, but the, when you're referring to Phoenix Tears, are you talking about the video uh, "Run from the Cure"? That's right. Ah, from the okay. Cure. Thank you. Yeah. Rick Simpson to me was a world hero. He still is, and there's a few huge leaders. Studied the science behind it, Doctor Melamede. My benefits just kept coming. I wasn't trying to fight any deadly disease. But I found out that Rick was saying, why don't you vaporize for lung cancer? I said, lung cancer, why wouldn't it help my COPD? Later on, I find out he encourages people to use. uh, I was on two inhalers. I I had a 30% lung capacity. I could not take showers. Uh, The humidity and the temperature would just, I could not breathe in a shower for more than three minutes. 
six weeks after I started vaporizing, I, I was able to empty my hot water tank. Uh, you know, then the silly things started happening. Big moles, ugly moles that were not dangerous. They started falling off of my body. I lost what's called liver spots off my hands and face. That's just aging. And then eventually I found out that I had inactive, totally inactive, hepatitis C. My metabolism was tested. My pH has been constantly now because of diet. And that's the crucial thing. If people think that cannabis is going to help them, they must always, always realize that they're there because of toxins. Then stress is the worst. But our food intake has to be corrected. If we don't go sensible food, then we're going to just kill ourselves anyway. So. David, did you only vape, or did you take the cannabis oil as well? No, no. We made cannabis oil in the fall of 2010 from a bucket of old two-year-old shakes, a garbage bag full in a guy's basement. My buddy at the time, we just got together and, uh, and, and brewed this up, and we had pretty bad uh, quality. I mean, it was thick, like old paste, and, but once we realized how simple filtration can be. Uh, our, in 2011, the quality of our process went up. David, just for the benefit of maybe some people who are listening and going, shake, what's shake? Can you explain uh, that? Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, my buddy was uh, associated while well, purchasing from an underground grow operation, and that operation trims waste leaves what they don't want to sell at five or fifteen dollars you know you want a nice tight bud so you trim off all this nice and whatever handling it falls apart and that's called trim and shake both terms are pretty much interchangeable and it they contain a lot of active ingredients not only thc but they're very often high in cbn uh, and, of course, all other cannabinoids that are in the plant, uh, some uh, quite a bit of good terpene, flavonoids. But the uh, the concentrate that you can make is adequate if you don't have great big buds. And it's uh, a lo- often very easy to pick it up or free. David, tell That's me about we, the tell me about your first batch and uh, you and your friend making it. Did, were you afraid you'd blow yourself up? We we had, we had a fire in the kitchen. <laughs> you were making it in the kitchen. Well, we uh, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Flame well, on the door. The door is open and the fans were on. It was a rainy day in October. What were we to do? <laughs> No, he didn't catch fire because of an explosion. Caught fire because I dropped the pan. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but we got it out. We didn't lose too much. Just a little mess on the floor. <laughs> it's funny in retrospect. Oh, it is, yes. But Terry, my buddy had another fire later on on his own, but it was, again, the same thing, just an error with the with the concentrate boiling down. It was after the alcohol filtration reduction and it was down to the the last half hour of a 
of processing, you know. So it was the oil that caught fire, not the alcohol. Did you find it difficult to make? Uh, no, because you just go over the process that Rick Simpson presents to you and go over it three, four times, look at it and say, here, this is what we want to do, so okay, let's do it. And you do it. If you're going to be afraid of doing it, uh, ask yourself if you're afraid of dying. Yeah, that's where I was at. I, I tell you, you know, I didn't set out with the idea that I was going to make my own, but when it became apparent that that's the only way I was going to get it, that's what yeah. I did. Um, David, what did you use for um, extracting alcohol-wise? I'm sorry, the, the, you broke up the first part of the question. What did you use when you made your first batch? What did you use to extract it with? Yeah, we use isopropyl alcohol, which we were fortunate enough to fo- source. It is really pretty simple. But uh, I now have a buddy that uses naphtha. He's just now decided he's going to change and use isopropyl from now on. Uh, the, the panic and the people who falsely, in my mind, call isopropyl uh, uh, as a poison is a nonsensical paranoia, and it's only... Mi- of artificial fear created so as to keep the industry out of people's homes and out of people's gardens and out of people's garages and off of people's patios. They want to control the product for the product themselves, so they tell you ISO is poison. <laughs> That's so false. David, when you made your first batch and you had the oil and you took it, what? Uh, how did it feel? Uh, pretty neutral. I, I'm, you know, I had been uh, playing with cannabis recreationally for years, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it was late at night that I take my heavier doses, and I, I didn't have any discomfort with it, <clears throat> any problems as far as being uh, too stoned, yeah, too affected. Because I was in pain, and it was nice. I was living pain-free for a couple of years. Totally pain-free. Totally pain-free using cannabis oil. Yes. Well, that's remarkable. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, in 2013, I had a car crash. That set me back worse, and I haven't been much pain-free since. But I, I live... I have a couple other problems which cannabis has helped me with, too. One of them is my gut. I have uh, been, in, been inflicting a lot of stress on myself over the years, trying to help people who die. And it hasn't been good, hasn't been kind to me. So I now realize after about a year and a half ago, I've begun my, back, my uphill climb to sanity again. But um, it no, I understand a lot of people have a, a lot of difficulty sometimes starting on a cannabis regimen, and for those it's very 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 simple. You just <clears throat> make a dilution of about maybe three to six milligrams per capsule, and it's it's just too simple. Buy some coconut oil or any other good nutritious oil like olive oil. I think probably the best advice we've I, I, yeah, sorry sorry I say probably the best advice we heard was from uh, a young woman we interviewed in Florida 
who had lung cancer, and she said, don't worry about uh, the strains, don't worry about the quantity, just take the damn oil. (laughs) So, So basic, and it is so, so true. Once you see that you are amenable, that cannabis is helping you, and you wish to explore other things that are available, strains and so on, I think it's wonderful to change up, to alter your different oils, whatever you're putting in. If you put multiple plants as a grower, a processor, if you make an oil from seven plants, you're better off than if you make it from two strains or one strain. But that message is so accurate. Never mind what it is. You Like the guy says, you got to get what I got, you got to get it, get it in you. Get it in, yes. Yeah, that's right. And it's that simple. Yeah. After you want to, pardon? No, I was just going to say that uh, when Corey was given four to six months to live, she didn't care what strains it was. No. Just get the damn stuff in your body and see what it, uh, and start to correct the, the ailment that you're dealing with. I, uh, I've had a, the a karma push me or whatever to growing CBD. That should not be uh, someone's immediate goal. The immediate goal is help yourself. Uh, if, if we're going to be getting into what I try to get into with uh, a CBD, the added to a cannabis regimen is just a very valuable addition, but it is certainly not anything to worry about until... You've proven that what we're going forward with cannabis, that's all. You know, David, one of the things that uh, we've talked about in this program with a couple of people is COPD. And we've interviewed a woman in the United States who had COPD, and she was on her deathbed, really. And now she uses cannabis oil and is training to run in a 5K race. There was another gentleman who lived in Oklahoma, moved to Colorado. He was in rough shape. And he also went on cannabis oil, and his COPD is in remission, if there is such a thing with COPD. But he is in great shape as a result of taking cannabis oil. And you are in a similar circumstance because you were on two prescriptions for it, weren't you? And the COPD, how is it today? I'm not healed or cured, but I get along every day quite well. I can't go out in the cold weather because it's just too too tough for me to inhale. I can I can spend my entire summer outdoors at 28 degrees or 82 Fahrenheit and or higher. I get I can handle the, the temperatures and the humidity. It's if I'm too try to get too active in the garden during the summer, then I got to sit down. But I, I am not complaining about my COPD. I cough. I loosens up phlegm in the morning, and you know I, I'm in good shape as far as. But I'm not. I bought a bicycle three years ago. I ride my bicycle every decent day when it's not too windy. My balance is a little iffy, so I, I don't <laughs> get blown over on the bike. You know, but. I can't walk because my lower back gets sore. That's all. I do my exercise. I play in the garden, but I'm I'm not running track, no. 
I'm not going to train for weightlifting or a marathon. But I'm 73, and I'm happy. Well, weightlifting in a marathon, that's uh, it's worth shooting for, David. Yeah, I know it is. If I was if I was 53, I might be able, but it, it was beyond my imagination that I got what I got. And I got an awful lot from cannabis. You mentioned earlier that one of the other things it did is it uh, eliminated the moles on your body. Tell us about that. I, there's not too much I can say. I... I just had a normal amount that I think is normal, but they were thick. Like, there's a name for them. I don't know what it is, but the doctor's telling me, no, that's benign. <clears throat> don't worry about those. If they get sore, let, it, let us know. And that's all everybody says about moles. And, you know, they just started getting softer and lower and less. And basically, the the spots they were occupying are still there, but... They're not these eighth of an inch thick moles any longer. They're not uh, burny or itchy or anything. They're very, and now the the presence of them is non-aggravating in any way whatsoever. That's all. David, Um, you're you're just uh, finishing up uh, a bout of uh, shingles. What what effect uh, did the oil have on that? Well, I'm awfully glad I had it, I'll tell you that. The the pain killing and the, the well oil goes in so nice and easily, and I just put a CBD oil on my face for the first time today. I just had the lingering awareness of it, and it's a, but uh, I was using THC oil, and I use my own CBD butter on it as a carrier. Uh, I make CBD butter for myself. Um, if I hadn't had the cannabis oil, I don't know what I could have done. Uh, my wife had a bout last summer, and it was horrible to watch. And uh, I'm such a wimp and a wuss, uh, I, I might have gone out and shot myself, because I can see for some people how horrible it must be. But I'm, I was fortunate enough, the oil suppressed blistering. I never had any open sores. And that was a good part. So it was a, a horrible nuisance for me, but it was not a horrible ordeal. And the oil uh, also helped you with your uh, liver spots, your age spots. Oh, that's years ago. They disappeared, yeah. That was one of the first side effects that I noticed. Where they go? That was because, well, I won't go into That's another meandering story, but... Oh, you can you can go into it. We don't mind meandering stories. <laughs> well, I had been I had been concerned about. Well, I had been blood tests had shown that I had hepatitis C, and then uh, they sent me off because I had, you know, I just needed a checkup, and they were, this guy's terrorizing me. Look at you! You can't drink alcohol anymore. I was a booze hound. You can't drink alcohol anymore. Not one glass. No, nothing. Look at you. You got liver spots already. You're going to die. Now, if you want to look up liver spots, it has nothing to do with your liver. They're just like purple spots on your hands. They're aging signs. So that's one thing made me turn so against allopaths. Corey and I yeah, are Ian both and I, yeah, Ian and I are sitting here looking at our hands. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, 
uh, <laughs> if you want, <coughs> I think the medical community has driven me deep, more deeply into cannabis use. They just don't make any sense to me. There's no logic. David, how much cannabis do you take a day? <laughs> I've been on a lot of variation, uh, ups and downs, but I try to keep it around 200 milligrams a day. 200 milligrams. And... Uh, what, what I would like to be doing now, I, I've begun it, and I make now I make microdosing. Microdosing for maintenance, I, I, I think it's, it helps stabilize a lot. If I take six or eight capsules a day, that would have 25 to 50 milligrams. I would be well off. I can mix a blend for myself. 50% CBD, 50% THC, and I can take as much as required to kill my pain without being too slow because the CBD ameliorates. But what happens in my blending, I feel... I have no knowledge, but I feel that CBD not only ameliorates THC, it amplifies it and multiplies its effect. While people say it it stops the high of THC, that's not what it does. CBD takes THC and occupies it in another way. People don't comprehend the fact that their metabolism and God's gift. This is a divine plant. It is all plants. A carrot is divine, okay, but this is the most of all the healing plants on the planet. We all know this has been in every mother's milk for every time we've had a human put an infant to her breast. She's be, That child is being fed cannabinoids. It's a, the central core of our immune system, so... I don't know how I got there, but what? <laughs> that was a quick meander. No, it was a, it was a good meander, and a lot of people don't realize that mother's milk has cannabinoids in it. Well, the, you know, this is, everybody knows this. Your grandmothers knew it. They don't know that cannabinoids are in your mother's milk, but they know that a wet nurse was better than a bottle of formula. You know, natural milk, and we're not supposed to be drinking two quarts of milk a day. That's another fraud of the agricultural and medical community. (laughs) But mother's milk is the core of how how does an infant become, have an immune system build up. That's That's why we have mothers that have milk. Every mammal feeds on its mother's breast. David, how would you describe your health today on cannabis, uh, cannabis oil, compared to health before cannabis oil? In 2008, I haven't verbalized this for a long time, I had visions of within three to five years I needed a walker. And in five to seven I knew, I would, would I be buying a motorized wheelchair or could I build my body up enough to get me around physically instead of motorized? That's what I felt. What occurred for me in 2011 was that I was 
totally, I felt totally liberated, freed. I went out one hot, muggy spring day and jogged up to the corner and ran home. My sister-in-law and my wife were so now I'm crying. This stuff does miracles. And my health now is much improved. I thought I would be dead long ago. Just because I lived an abusive life. I lived a hard life. I partied, booze, drugs. It was, I beat myself up terribly by the time I was 50. Then I keep beating myself up. Because <laughs> I don't live like a monk. I try to eat properly. And I drink very little red wine every night now. Your story reminds me of a friend of mine who I interviewed on this program uh, when Corey was away in Europe. And he was told by his doctor that because of his rheumatoid arthritis, he would be in a wheelchair in two years. He went on the medications, was on medications for a month. They made him feel absolutely horrible. Some days he couldn't get out of bed. He wanted to try cannabis. His doctor refused, so he said he fired his doctor, went to another doctor, got a prescription, and started vaping. And today, he actually looks better than he has in years. The only pain he has from his arthritis is in one of his, uh, in his ring finger, and he is in great shape. So it's just amazing what this plant can do, and it's criminal. I'm sure some people would disagree with this, but it's criminal what some of these prescription drugs do to the human body. And uh, the doctors prescribe them, and uh, the doctors want to eliminate symptoms, but they don't want to cure the disease. Maybe they don't know how to cure the disease. Well, there are, see, that's the one thing everybody got to realize. The word cure is meant for leather. Word cure is meant for meat. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You make shoes out of cured leather. Yeah. People say tanning. That's curing. If you want a cure for the common cold... If you go out and poll anyone over the age of 15 who says, yes, I use cannabis, when was the last time you ever had a cold or a flu that kept you in bed? Not for 10 days. When was the last time you had a cold or a flu that made you have to take time off work and stay in bed for a day or two? and feel crappy, they'll all look at you with a blank stare. 90% of all the potheads in this country and every country are immune to colds and flus. That doesn't mean you won't ever get sick. That means you'll be able to fight it off in a day or two without having to go to bed. I don't know how I got in that far off the question, but... (laughs) You know, there are no, there is no side of medicine that I would encourage anyone to go to. Now, medical science is not what medical practice is. That's the problem. Medical science is wonderful. But medical science, if you know who Royal Rife is... Yeah, you Royal know, Rife was, was, he invented the Rife machine, which uh, he actually... Also in, he also invented... Long before 
the electron microscope came, he invented an optical microscope that will do the work of an electron microscope. <laughs> yeah. That's how he came to develop his rife technology. Yeah. That all that is suppressed. When you look at uh, what's this? Oh my heavens! I can't have lost his name in my mind. In Texas, our uh, the man doing stem cell research. Yeah, no, I I know who you mean, and uh, his name escapes uh, me as well. Uh, somehow, I don't know. We get these vacuums. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People talking about it, short-term it, memory. It's those damn uh, liver spots. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> David, it's good to hear that you're in uh, much better health. Your arthritic spine is uh, is getting a lot better. Your COPD well, is getting a lot better. My COPD is, is at as good a place as I can hope it to be, and basically my arthritis doesn't stop me from my daily activities except... For the consequences of a car crash that I did have in 2013, that put a lot of load on me again. Yeah. So. Well, keep keep working on it. Keep making the oil and keep yep. taking it, and you'll be fine. Well, we want to keep our genetics going. I do have considerable numbers of good, good lines of genetics here, but that's another topic. <laughs> For another day. Great. Thank you, David. Uh, yeah. It was uh, very good to meet you and good, you. good to talk to you. Okay, bye now. Thank you very much, David. You're welcome. Bye. And that's it. Another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.